Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Adam Torno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. All right, Todd, question is this. How do I know who God wants me to marry? Oh, man. So this, this really drives to a question. I think some of us grow up with this almost romanticized idea that we have a specific destiny in life to find the right person, the one and only one that God created just for us, kind of the soulmate, S-O-L-E in English, soulmate, as opposed to what really probably the Bible teaches, which is to find uh, a soulmate, S-O-U-L, somebody who's gonna spur you on to love and good deeds and be a completer, who's gonna help you conform to the image of Christ. I don't believe there's anything in scripture that suggests that there is one person out there for you, and if you don't find them, good luck limping through life. Right. You just can't support it. Um, uh, just a good phrase, and I'll walk you through some some real truth from God's word in just a moment. But you know, as people are hanging with us here at the beginning, let me just make it really clear. I don't think you need to focus on finding the right person. Uh, I think you need to focus on becoming the right person. Right. And honestly. If you're running hard after Jesus, what you want to do is you are seeking God's will for your life. We've actually done an episode on how do I know God's will for my life that would be good for somebody to listen to. Um, what you want to do is you're pursuing first his kingdom and his righteousness. Then what I would do is I would start running that direction and then look around and see who's running with me. Right? That's who you want to yoke your life with. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul's writing to the church in Corinth and he's basically teaching them about how they can pursue God's will collectively as a community. And it's a verse that's often quoted when it talks about um, should a believer date a non-believer or not. Um, it's really in context talking about who you're going to yoke yourself to, right? Um, that you're going to be harnessed to as you seek faithfulness. And so Paul's talking to a local church and he says, don't be bound together with unbelievers for what partnership or what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness or, or light with darkness. And so he's just saying, why would you put yourself in a local community seeking to God's will with people who don't agree with what God's will is? Well, if that's true, certainly in the collective community of God's people, it ought to absolutely be true in the most intimate of all human relationships, right? right? It's a disaster when um, two people have a different blueprint to build the same house. This is why I think it says in Proverbs, um, it says this, by wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge its rooms are filled with all uh, pleasant and good things. If you've got somebody who's a different view of wisdom than you, or a different understanding about what God wants to do, your house is going to be real, real trouble. Right. Okay? Um, the Bible says that, um, that the companion of fools will suffer harm, and he who walks with wise men will be wise. So I would look for somebody... Um, if you're going to get married, that is as passionate about running after Jesus as you are. Here's one of the reasons I think we ask this question. I think we want to um, ask this question because if I can figure out that this God's will that I marry this person and then it doesn't go well, it's his fault. And I don't think God gives you that option. First of all, I don't even know that it's God's will for you to marry. We, we do know that more people are slotted, I think, in God's um, I guess, permissive will, and maybe even providential will. More of us should marry than not. I mean, a good way to guarantee human extinction is for all of us to take a vow of celibacy and then be faithful to God's word because we'd be over in a generation, right? right? And that's why even uh, in the scripture, when Paul, who um, was exhorting people, and by the way, this is a great real, real truth real quick we did um, on um, what's it mean that even those who are married should act as if they're not. Right. 
Because in the context of that, when Paul was exhorting people to be faithful, so watch that real truth real quick, but he is compelled by the Spirit of God to say, but if you marry, you have not sinned. So that's good news. We know that it's not against the will of God to marry, of course. Many of us are going to marry and we're going to be fruitful and we're going to be multiplying, hopefully, out of two committed believers, a godly heritage where other people can learn the kindness and the goodness of God by somebody. Let's be honest, most of us are really attracted to superficial things. We would be remiss in doing this if we didn't say that charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman, from a guy's perspective, who fears the Lord is the one to be praised. We know in 1 Peter 3.3 it says, your adornment is not to be merely external, braiding of the hair specifically, but um, it should be something much deeper in us, right? I, you know, you kind of want to say you don't want to marry a woman as a, a Gucci purse, but a Gucci soul, right? Or a guy that um, doesn't have a real, you know, seductive, great, winsome smile, but somebody that the favor of the Lord smiles upon, right? Because he is humble and lives according to his word. It's hard um, to find somebody, well, you won't find somebody who's going to love you well until they understand the love of Christ well. Right. Right? And I, I think, you know, um, I have some, well, we have members of our church here at Watermark, Adam, who have divorced people and um, felt the freedom to remarry, and they've gotten remarried, and they said, you know what I've learned? I've learned that every relationship, okay, takes work and humility and uh, selflessness. And if I'd have treated my first wife the way I'm treating my second wife, my first marriage would have worked. In fact, we have one couple who's been married here and divorced three times. And we actually made a video where they talk about, my first wife was a wreck, and I'm so glad I divorced her. And my second wife, right, that I married, at first it was better, but then, man, it got bad again. And then we divorced, and then I married my third wife, and, man, it's the most blessed marriage I've ever had. And it turns out it was the same Same person, yeah, right? And they've learned that... The problem was the way that they were relating to each other outside of the will of God. So you don't have to worry that the person you were supposed to marry has already married somebody else, and so now you're going to get second best. You want to pursue God's best in everything. And then if you choose to marry, okay, uh, and you marry somebody that God says, okay, and I I tell people this, don't marry somebody who's not already well married to Jesus, Right? If they haven't left the world and cleaved to Christ and become one with him, there's a really good chance they're, they're going to have a hard time with you. And so I look for somebody who's being faithful to Jesus and, uh, and then that I enjoy being with. Right? You don't have to make this a witness test that you find a person that you're the least physically attracted to or there's no chemistry there at all just to show your love for God. I mean, go for it if you want to if they take those things. But I would just say, man, just go easy on yourself yeah. and, um, and run hard after God. And if you choose to share your life with somebody, then delight in them and love them uh, with all of your heart. Hey, marriage takes hard work. It says in 1 Corinthians 7, I'm going to warn you, if you're married, you have not sinned, but such will have trouble. Yes. Right? And I am trying to spare you. And because we're humans, and humans are notoriously unpredictable people, that sometimes do awful things. And if you don't understand grace and forgiveness and selflessness, you're never going to find a person that uh, is going to be pleasing to you that you've shared your life with. So find somebody who's running hard after God. It's God's will that you wouldn't be unequally yoked. So uh, I would make sure, okay, um, 
that you know what it means to walk with God and then run with somebody else who has that same passion. Amen. Great answer, Todd. Hey, be sure to check out those show notes for the other episodes that Todd referenced. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next week. 